1: Welcome back to our final episode of the 2021-2022 season. I'm your host, Steve Gallo, joined by Harley Schultz. I'm not sure, haven't talked to him yet. Harley, have you been able to recover from that just dreadful loss in the championship game for the Chiefs? (laughs)
0: Um, No, I'm I'm still in seclusion in the West Wing, uh, and it's been very, very painful, obviously, to witness the chiefs get knocked out of the playoffs. Of course, we will always have the, the greatest playoff game in history, the matchup between the saints and the bills from the week prior to that. And, and kudos to the Bengals. Uh, they certainly, they played tough. They hung tough. They managed to keep the Kansas city uh, defensive linemen and linebackers from getting to Joe burrow though. I think that was the key to the game for the Bengals winning. Uh, so and again, even even though I can't cheer for my Kansas State Chiefs, I, I've been preconditioned to hate the St. Louis Rams, so I can cheer against the Rams, even even though part of me kind of wants to see Matthew Stafford win a title.
1: Yeah, I can understand that. By the way, I'm not, I am not want to correct you, but I'm going to correct you, and we're not going to go back and fix it. But you said the Saints and Bills, not the Chiefs and oh. Bills. You said the Saints and Bills.
0: Saints, I don't even think they've played this year, so that would be weird, yes. Yeah,
1: it was kind of, I don't know, you caught me off guard with it. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe my ears heard it wrong. I don't know.
0: No, I, I think I'm just thinking about the fact that the Saints are just utterly screwed at every position for the next five years.
1: Yeah, that's true. Uh, especially running back. We might talk about that later, I'm guessing. Um, yes. So, if anything, I mean, we had 28-3 to Falcons and, and the Patriots a few years ago, right? And, and like, that lead looks insurmountable. It wasn't. I, I think if anything, when you see teams like just continue to pour it on, you have to understand why. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, you're like, well, they didn't settle for a field goal at the end of the half. That's where he got a little too cute. Maybe.
0: Yeah. And uh, Andy Reed accepted the responsibility for that play call. It, it wasn't a very smart call uh, to basically, It was almost like a reverse pass there where he was behind the line of scrimmage when he caught the ball. Not much chance for that to actually work uh, in that short of close quarters there at the end of the half. And again, you can think of a hundred different ways that they could have not lost the game. And obviously those three points there would have been a considerable difference in the final figure. But ultimately it came down to the play of the offense in the second half. And the Bengals defense is not that good. Ah, uh, the Bengals' defense yeah. frustrated and flustered Patrick Mahomes in the second half of the game, and th- there were actually points in the second half where I kind of got the feeling that Mahomes was maybe even trying. I mean, I hate to say he was pressing, like you might be messing around and just screwing around, and like he didn't care that much.
1: Yeah, I thought it looked like he was pressing They were pressing at times. It's like they got behind the sticks a lot. They weren't in front of the you know they didn't get in front of the sticks. It just yeah. Um, And it was in Kansas City. That's the part that really made it hard to understand that the defense couldn't, you know, look, it's kind of like the NBA when you get these top-tier offenses, right? Everybody's going to make a run in a sense. Um, Mm -hmm. But, yeah, that was pretty crazy. It really was, especially seeing what they've done. If you go back and look at their prior four quarters and then what what happened in the next two quarters, so you take the last two quarters from Buffalo, first two against Cincinnati, and then look at the last two. It's just a tale of, like, 360 degrees but anyway hey did you see where they're getting like a million bucks a spot for some of these super bowl commercials
0: well hell we're in the wrong business and we should be producing super bowl commercials
1: yeah oh you didn't hear we got some people uh no we don't um i was gonna say well
0: actually you didn't hear i actually have appeared in a super bowl commercial
1: you're right i did not which which super bowl commercial
0: Uh, It was probably 20 years ago, 18 to 20 years ago, somewhere in there, before I first moved out to Los Angeles, uh, right after I had graduated from school uh, for broadcasting. And I I was doing a lot of uh, film background roles, and so And my agent here in town was casting for a commercial that was going to air at air once during that particular Super Bowl. Uh, We were the losing team flying back from the stadium, so we're all... Uh, dressed in suit coats, but we're obviously all big, burly-looking guys uh, wearing suit coats and looking all dejected because we lost. Um, I I got a few hundred dollars, I think, for the ad. So I, I didn't make a mint off of it, but uh, it is my uh, my biggest claim to fame as far as uh, being in an actual Super Bowl commercial.
1: That's pretty cool. But By the way, you said 18 to 20 years ago, but the way you said it, I thought you said in 1820, and I was going to say, wait a minute, the Super Bowl started in 1967. <laughs> um, anyway, look, I know that it's cool to be in something like that. My wife, she was just an extra in Dope Sick um, in one of the episodes for that. So as an extra, so what? It's fun. It's You get to see yourself on screen, even if it is for only you know, two to three seconds. You know you're there, and your friends know you're there. It's pretty cool. Um, we may not get $7 million for a spot, but you know what the Super Bowl will not have that we have? They they won't have me throwing it over to you for this week's Blitzed Podcast News.
0: Thank you, Steve. Tom Brady retired a couple of days after it was leaked by the press that he was both going to retire and then broke that he was not going to retire. At this point, it appears fairly safe that Brady has officially hung up the cleats for the last time. That is at least until Giselle gets tired of seeing him sitting around the house every Sunday next fall. (laughs) The Los Angeles Rams will be hosting themselves in the Super Bowl this year. This, of course, raises the question, how will Matthew Stafford hear the play calls on offense with 90% of the stadium filled with Bengals fans? (laughs) The Dolphins have announced that Mike McDaniel will be their next head coach. McDaniel and his family flew into Miami today to sign the paperwork to make this official. En route, the BPN Miami affiliate were in attendance as the plane landed to greet McDaniel and welcome him to South Beach. Unfortunately, they missed their opportunity when they were distracted by Jeff Wilson Jr. crawling out of the luggage compartment of the plane. (laughs) Brian Flores, who recently decided to sue the NFL for failure to include diversity in coaching, is reportedly surprised to find himself not hired for a new head coaching position in the NFL. Uh, I'm not sure if anyone could have possibly seen that coming. You sue your employer and you wonder why you weren't hired back by that employer, Uh, it's not going to happen. But at least the XFL is starting back up, so maybe someone there will hire him. (laughs) And finally, Alvin Kamara was arrested in Las Vegas this past weekend for assault. So much for what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. I don't know. Maybe he was just auditioning for a trade to the Las Vegas Raiders. This has been your BPN news update.
1: Yeah. Did you? Um. It's never good when the charge has words on top of words associated with it.
0: Exactly, and it, it sounds like uh, from the descriptions I've read that he uh, repeatedly punched someone to the tune of eight or nine times. It's, it's, it's not like a, throwing a, one angry fist at someone because they said something stupid to you.
1: Yeah, supposedly now they're saying that it also was multiple people kicking and punching the person while they were down and, and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, the, the charge itself, if I can get to it on my feed here, I'll be able to tell you what it was. Yeah, he wasn't just sentenced, arrested for battery. He was arrested for battery resulting in substantial bodily harm.
0: Yikes. That sounds like Derrick Henry carrying the football. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Okay. So this is our final episode of the season. We may get back together and do something at draft time. I'm not sure. Otherwise, people will have to hold on and wait till August for us, right? Yes. So we're going to have one last DFS dance, but it's going to be a little bit different because there are only two teams left.
0: Exactly, and it's it's hard to put together a interesting way of saying let's play DFS when there's only two teams left, except for the fine folks at DraftKings uh, and the fine folks at FanDuel and all of the other great DFS sites came up with an idea about five years ago for something called uh, a showdown slate or a captain's slate, in which case you actually just choose players from that particular game and put together the best possible lineup. You have to identify one player who is going to be the captain of your team. And on both of the major sites, that player receives one and a half times their point output. So that position is very, very important. Now, there are a couple of key differences between how DraftKings plays this and how FanDuel plays this. Uh, Just so our listeners uh, know, if if they've never played a showdown slate before, on DraftKings, your team is made up of six players with a total salary of $50,000, And if you're playing on FanDuel, they have a slate with five players and a a budget of $60,000. Now, also on DraftKings, you are able to draft a team's defense, whereas on FanDuel, defense does not come into play. Now, also on DraftKings, the captain's salary is considerably higher than their regular salary, whereas on FanDuel, it's one price for that player, whether you list him as your captain or not.
1: Gotcha. So I put together a couple of DraftKings lineups, and I put together a few Vandal lineups. So how do you want to start? Well,
0: that's kind of what I did, too. I think that uh, now in the past, some teams have been fortunate to win showdown slates by playing a team's backup quarterback or their backup running back at captain and getting sheer luck in the fact that the starter got hurt and the backup made enough points in that position to to make up for the fact that they normally wouldn't have gained any points. But I I didn't concentrate any of that. I concentrated on players who I legitimately thought would be good picks for the captain position. Now, I I think we should probably start with DraftKings. I actually have quite a few uh, lineups set already for that. But why don't you tell me some of your lineup constructions for DraftKings, and I'll come back with some of mine, and we can uh, discuss how they differ.
1: So I'm going to guess that you don't have Stanley Morgan as your captain anywhere.
0: Uh, I don't, mainly because I read today that he sounds like he's more closer to doubtful than questionable. Gotcha. Okay. I so, do like Stanley Morgan, though, as a possible captain play, if he does play.
1: So the two different DraftKings lineups I made were based on <coughs> who I think is going to win the game. How's that? Mm-hmm. Um, the one lineup, I'm leading off with Cooper Cup. Pencil in a no. minute. Pencil in a minute. Captain Captain Galore, right?
0: Well, it's an interesting strategy to take, because Cooper Cup averaged 28.24 points per game on DraftKings this season, uh, which is six points more than the next closest player, one of the quarterbacks, Matthew Stafford. Uh, His salary is clearly the highest. It's 17,400, which is 1,200 more than Matthew Stafford's salary at captain position. Uh, So when you look at a guy like Cooper Cup, though, I mean, he's such a dynamic player, uh, regularly averaging over 20 points a game, close to 30 points a game, so... Uh, in this situation, I mean, you're not per se looking for three times value out of Cooper Cup. You're, you're looking for that 30-point return, which is going to be two times the captain's salary. But you're getting that plus that extra half percent. So you're actually getting two and a half times value rather yeah. than just uh,
1: and here's two times some, value. Somebody's probably yeah. going to say, well, if you want Cup, why didn't you just take Stafford at 1200 bucks cheaper? And here's why. What if Stafford goes 243? 240 passing yards and three touchdowns. That's okay. But if cup has eight to 10 of those catches for 125 yards and two touchdowns, he pays off a lot better than Stafford
0: does. Exactly. And I think because he is the highest priced guy, uh, he won't get used quite as frequently at the captain position. Exactly. And, And what we tend to find a lot of times is that people chase, uh, lower priced players at that captain spot, hoping to get the maximum possible return on that one and a half times value. But again, Cooper cup is such a steady performer. I I don't have any problem with it.
1: So on the other side, on my Cincinnati side, since you said they chase, I'm going to tell you that chase is my other captain at 15, six. And that is pretty contrarian because I think that most people are going to see that. and, And I feel the same way kind of, that he's probably going to get shut down. Good chance he gets shut down by Jalen Ramsey. Gets shattered and shut down, right? Which means I don't think a lot of people are going to have him in that captain spot either.
0: Okay, well, I would like to actually hear your lineup with Chase because he is one player I did not break down at captain on any of my lineups.
1: Okay, so I figured might as well, if I'm going to go with Chase and I'm saying that Cincinnati's going to win, I feel that they are going to have to throw the ball and they're going to have to some big plays. So you know what? Give me the stack. Give me Joe Burrow also.
0: Okay. So right then and there, you're looking at uh, fifteen six for uh, Chase and another ten six for Burrow. So you're at twenty six thousand two hundred already. What what are you using for the other four spots?
1: Wait a minute, hold on. Did I use the wrong amount for him? I probably sure did. Yes, I did. I looked at his captain amount. My bad. So then my next player. So I'm going to save some money, guaranteed, because I looked at the captain salary for everybody. My bad. Um, But I like my lineup. I'm going to plug in a guy that people probably think is not going to play, but I think he is. And if Chase doesn't hit, this guy does. And he still could hit, even if Chase does CJ Uzama.
0: Well, CJ Uzama actually came out today, today being Monday. He said he's going to play. The seventh saying he's going to play, yes. Yeah, so I, I can see that happening. And, and the nice thing about CJ Uzama in terms of putting him on your roster this week as, your, uh, as one of your non captain spots is that his price tag is only $300 higher than Drew Sample, his primary backup. So there's a fairly good likelihood that if you have Uzoma in there at his $6,600 price tag and something happens where he cannot play, you should have no problem subbing him out for the $6,300 sample, again, $300 less.
1: Very true. Okay, so we've got him in there at, you said 6,600, right? I'm just gonna double check my math now at this point since I could have looked at this wrong.
0: So right now you've got 32800 spent of your 50000 So you've got 17200 still to spend.
1: So you, had, you said Uzoma you was 6600 That's his captain's salary. His regular salary is 4400
0: Oh, sorry. Yes, you're, you're correct on that. 4400
1: So I'm then going to go ahead and I'm going to add in. I had Tyler Boyd. I, I told you I already looked at this wrong. I, I, I screwed up. I didn't notice your two columns when you sent the prices over. And I had him at 8100 So he's a bargain for me at 5400
0: Yes, boy, at fifty-four hundred is a very good deal. He's actually in many of my constructs this year.
1: So that puts me at thirty-six thousand, even if I do my math right.
0: That is correct. Yes.
1: That means I've got twenty-four thousand dollars left that I can spend, right?
0: Fourteen thousand on DraftKings.
1: Fourteen thousand. What did I say? Twenty-four. I can't do math. Fourteen thousand. <laughs> okay. So now, what I'm going to do, if I've got that much, I'm going to take T. Higgins also.
0: Yeah, that's seventy-six hundred.
1: Seventy-six hundred. Correct. Now I've got another seventeen. What do I have?
0: Right now you're sitting with uh, six thousand four hundred available for your final spot.
1: Sixty-four, sixty-four hundred $6, dollars available, and that person I had was, and I'm going to change him now because he's cheaper than I, I realized. So at sixty-four hundred, I'm going to I'm going to run Cam Akers in there,
0: and that's. I was great. going to say you've got to fit someone in there from the Rams. Yes. That's still a rule on the set. You have to have at least one player from both teams. But at 6,400, Cam Akers is a great play there, particularly if you're playing the logic that you think that the Rams aren't going to be throwing the ball a ton. And you want to be a little bit contrarian with that. And you already being a little contrarian by playing Chase as your captain.
1: Yep, exactly.
0: But that lineup comes out to exactly 50,000, which is a great lineup, I think.
1: And obviously, I made two changes based on the fact that I looked at the captain salary column instead of regular salary. I had Van Jefferson, and I had McPherson in as the kicker um, because that was where I stuck myself because of the pricing that I was at. And I'd rather have T. Higgins over Van and then be able to get Akers in. That, to me, seems like it's a big win.
0: Well, again, it's another thing I talked about We've with Sample. Sample's, samples $4,200 versus almost 4400 uh, also, McPherson, if you decide you want to get that kicker exposure to this offense too, uh, his uh, non-captain price is only four thousand, so he's certainly in play there too in that spot.
1: Correct. So go ahead and tell us one of your plays.
0: Okay. Well, you, you brought Chase. You you brought up Cup earlier too as a captain. I did put together a lineup where I have Cup as the captain, uh, and that price tag for him is seventeen thousand four hundred. Uh, along with him, I obviously stacked him with. Uh, with Mr. Matthew Stafford at 10,800. Now, this lineup becomes a little bit more tricky because uh, I can't afford to have Cup Stafford and also get Burrow and Chase into this particular lineup, so I decided to take some of the supplementary people for the, uh, for the Bengals instead. Again, playing the logic that Chase will see a fair amount of Jalen Ramsey, so we want to have exposure to the Bengals' offense because they're going to score some points, So I went ahead and I put Tyler Boyd at 5,400, T. Higgins at 7,600, and Drew Sample at 4,200, again, assuming that Uzoma does not play. Uh, And then I ran it back with one more Rams player, and that being Kendall Blanton, because right now it looks like Tyler Higby is also closer to doubtful than questionable for this week. So I've got both the tight ends in there. I've got uh, Higgins and Boyd, the two supplemental receivers for Cincinnati, but I still have the big stack with Stafford and Cup up top that comes in at exactly 50,000 also.
1: Okay. So my next one I have is, give me one second here. Dead air. How do you like that?
0: Uh, Well, I was going to say, well, you're looking that one up, but I can bring up another one that I kind of put together here. Uh, Uh, There is a lineup that I put together where I was able to afford to get Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford, Joe Burrow, and Jamar Chase all in the lineup. Now, to do that, none of those four is my captain. On that particular lineup, I put Evan McPherson as my captain at $6,000. Interestingly enough, uh, McPherson's $300 more expensive than Matt Gay on DraftKings. He's actually cheaper than Gay on FanDuel, which makes him an interesting play over there. But in this particular lap, I've got McPherson at 6000 as my captain. And I'm going with Cup Stafford, Joe Burrow, and Chase. So I've got both of the big hookups there. And that didn't leave me a lot to play with. I only had $600 to play with at the end there. Fortunately for me, I can add in a Ben Skoranek for $600 and hope he actually catches the pass this time.
1: Yeah. I like that. The other switch you could have done, and it – look. Are we going to get the are we going to get the Cincinnati offense that stonewalled <clears throat> the Chiefs defense, or the the Cincinnati offense that allowed the Titans to just manhandle them from a sack standpoint? Which one are we going to see this week? Right. So you could mm-hmm. think about taking the Rams defense and putting them in the captain seat at thirty four hundred dollars, and that would have given you a little bit more money to go Trent Taylor possibly if you wanted to instead of Skoronik and stuff like that.
0: Well, interesting enough, you bring that up, because I actually do have a lineup here with the Rams' defense at captain. Okay. The Rams' defense is 5,100 as the captain, which is pretty decent. Uh, I actually like using them down the field, too, because it's kind of tough with defenses. Either defenses score the touchdown, then they have the big value, or they don't score the touchdown, they don't have the big value. Particularly if you assume the other team's going to score some points, it's going to eat away at the defense's points, because they 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 aren't going to shut out the Bengals this week. I'm pretty certain of that. But if you're gonna put the if you're gonna put the Rams defense as your captain, that allows you to get in Cup, Stafford, Burrow, and Chase, and you're still stuck with fifteen hundred dollars then to work with in that final spot. And again, in that particular lineup, I also put in Skuranic. You can put in Taylor there, uh, but that's kind of what you're looking for. Uh, unless you want, to, I mean, take a deep flyer on a guy. Uh, I'm part of me is kind of hoping that if Uzoma doesn't play, that the Bengals may be forced to elevate Thaddeus Moss, in which case he could be an interesting play. Obviously, he's not in the player pool yet on either site. But DraftKings has been very, very good so far about adding players to the player pool uh, as we've gotten closer to the Super Bowl. So, knock on wood, if he does get added, he'd be a possibility too. again, at probably rock-bottom pricing.
1: Right. Okay. Um, So, I guess I can't take a double cup, right?
0: Uh, unfortunately, you can't. You can't. You can't take two of the same person. <laughs>
1: wouldn't it be nice? I mean, if you could build a lineup with Cup as your <coughs> captain and then Cup at his regular price.
0: Well, it, it, you wouldn't have much else on that roster, I'm guessing.
1: You wouldn't need much else. Okay, <laughs> let me finish out my my Cooper Cup captain seat team for you. I'm going to then run both Cam Akers and Sony Michelle. I believe that Akers could eat between the 20s. And I know Michelle didn't pay off last time, like I said, with some close carries that could get him into the touch to get him into the end zone for a couple touchdowns. But I'm going to do that. I'm going to hedge that. I'm still going to play Uzoma. And I'm going double tight end. I'm going Blanton. And I'm putting Stafford in there. So I'm saving a little bit of money. There's room. I've got 48 six. I think this lineup is. I'm not huge on it. I kind of like the other one a little better um, because I think there'll be less people <coughs> playing Chase in that captain spot. Um, but that's they're are the two that I made for for um, DraftKings.
0: Well, no, we've talked a little bit about the backup tight ends, which may play a huge role this week. Again, with both uh, C.J. Uzoma and Tyler Higbee suffering MCL injuries uh, during last week's games. Uh, so I actually put together a lineup. Uh, I should say two separate lineups, one of which was captained by Blanton and one of which is captained by either Sample or Uzoma if he plays. Uh, here, here's what we're looking at with that. With Blanton, his price is 6900 for the captain spot. That allowed me to fit in uh, Stafford and Cup, So I've got three Rams targets in there. I was still able to get Joe Burrow in there at 10-6 as a, non, as a non-captain. And I was able to run back with Tyler Boyd and Mr. McPherson, the kicker, and come in 700 under the $50,000 cap. So that, that's a nice lineup with Blanton as your captain. Again, if you consider the fact that Cincinnati uh, for the second half of the season was absolutely atrocious at covering tight ends, a great opportunity to get some play out of the Rams' tight end there at the captain spot for less money than you're obviously going to pay for a cup or an Odell or someone in that spot.
1: Yeah, and, right. and
0: again, if you, if you go back with either Sample or Zoma, again, you get the $300 difference, $6,600 versus $6,300. Uh, either one of these two will fit as your captain if you put together a lineup that has both Burrow and Stafford that also has Cooper Cup. And then to that foursome, I added Cam Akers, again, getting a little bit of that running game for the Rams there, and McPherson, the kicker, who, again, I I think that you almost have to take him based on his usage in the playoffs.
1: Yeah. Um, so what I would say is, I would really love to see Higby and know he was going to play, honestly. So, I mean, I, there's just that little added risk with Blanton because you just don't know. He's looked good the, the past time, a few times we've seen him, et cetera, but it's, he's still not a given, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that both – I think definitely Uzoma is going to be active in play. I'm not sure if we see them say that Higby is going to be active or not. I would be very wary, even if he is active, to use him in a lineup. I just yes. – It's a two week injury that he had, minimally from everything I've read. And I can see it being a gamesmanship thing by saying he's going to play and maybe running him out to try and use him as, you know, draw some coverages and different things and stuff like that. But I'll be more shocked if he plays. But if he does, there's no way I'm falling for it and putting him in lineups. I'm still, I probably would double down on Blanton at that point.
0: Okay. Well, another lineup construction consideration for DraftKings would be stacking or heavily stacking one of the two teams, either all Rams or all Bengals. So I've actually put together a couple of those laps. And and for both of these, I decided, well, if I'm going to stack heavily one of those two teams, I'm going to have their quarterback as my captain. So one particular build I like with Joe Burrow as the captain puts Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, McPherson, the Bengals defense, which could be a little sneaky play there, and then you run it back, you obviously have to have the one Ram in your lineup. You actually can fit Odell Beckham in that lineup there. Now, that kind of plays into the concept, of let's say you don't want to put Cup in your lineup for some reason for differentiation. Now, uh, Cincinnati's got a pretty bad uh, nickel cornerback, Uh, so I I like Cooper Cup's chances when he's lined up against him, but they do have some pretty good safeties there. So there's a certain element that could try to take Cup out of the game from Cincinnati's standpoint, in which case then Beckham would be an interesting play. So again, if you want to do a huge stack of mainly the Bengals, that's one way to do it with Burrow as the captain. Now, the other way around, if you want to do that huge stack with uh, the Rams, again, starting Matthew Stafford in the captain spot, that allows you to put in Cup and Beckham and Blanton. So you've got four, uh, four players on their offense, plus you can add the Rams' defense Again, going against Burrow, hoping to get some sacks, maybe a pick six or something like that thrown in there. And then you have to run it back with one of the receivers for uh, the Bengals, so I'm taking Tyler Boyd, who fits into that lineup construct for under uh, for 49,600 total.
1: So for what it's worth, too, Tyler Boyd, since you mentioned him, where I said I had Mitchell, Michelle, Sonny Michelle, and Cam Akers. If you wanted to, there's enough room because I saved salary. You could sub out Michelle for Tyler Boyd and put him in there if you wanted
0: to. Now, there's one other lineup that I made that was kind of an interesting take on things here. And that is let's say that you really just you get this weird feeling that the Rams are going to concentrate on the run because Cincinnati Bengals are not good against the run. So you put Cam Akers into that captain spot. Yeah. This uh, this opens up some interesting things. Akers uh, captain salary is only ninety six hundred on DraftKings, which is quite nice when you compare it to all those wide receivers all in the fifteen, sixteen thousand dollar range. Uh, putting Acres in it, your captain allows you to get both quarterbacks, Burrow and Stafford. It allows you to fit in Cooper Cup uh, or also Chase at that point. You can use either of those two in that in that fourth spot there. Uh, but then again, you can swing back with the either McPherson and the Rams defense. Again, anytime you run, run a running back in the captain spot for a particular team, it's always good to run back with their defense at some point along in the lineup too. So Acres is captain, Cup, Stafford, uh, Burrow, McPherson, and Rams. Or... Uh, Chase instead of Cup. Either way, that works out nicely. Uh, Chase will keep you under four fifty thousand. Cup will put you right at the fifty thousand mark.
1: There you go. All right. Anything else you want to do DK wise, or you want to move over to Fanduel?
0: I think we can move over to Fanduel. I think those are probably my favorite lineups. Again, I mean, we've talked about a lot of the players, and again, uh, there's other players to consider. You, you, you mentioned Sony Michelle. I think that you can fit him in. I, I think there's certain something to be said to trotting out a lineup with both the kickers McPherson and Gay in it. Um, that should open you up to have the top four guys in your lineup, too. Cup, Stafford, Burrow, and Chase. Uh, one player that we, neither of us mentioned. Uh, that's you're, kind of interesting. You're, reading
1: my, you're reading my mind. I was just getting ready to chime in with this. Go ahead. Joe Mixon. No, yeah. Neither of us. <laughs> neither one of us said, said Joe Mixon. Price is too high, and if they're going to put any points on the board, I don't think it's going to be with the running game.
0: I absolutely agree. So, again, yeah, I, I think at this point, Mixon is, is nothing more than a truly contrar- contrarian play, and I, I just can't foresee using him at all in the captain spot because I just don't think he's going to get the usage necessary.
1: No, you'd actually almost be more, better off putting Samadji Pirine in in your lineup somewhere in case Mixon were to get hurt. You, you'll you at least get some payback for that salary that it frees up.
0: Well, and also Samaj P. Ryan will also be probably just as involved in the passing yep. game as Mixon will be.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yep.
0: You mentioned Stanley Morgan earlier, too. So it's like keep an eye on his injury status. If he plays, he's suddenly the fourth receiver for the Bengals. So if one of those top three goes down, he could be a a nice little slide in there.
1: Yeah. Okay. So this is, I think, probably my most favorite lineup that I put together at between both sites. Okay. So I'm, I'm building around Cooper Cup and I'm mm-hmm. taking Stafford as the stack. So now I <clears throat> add this up as we go just to make sure my math wasn't wrong, okay?
0: Okay. I've, I've got the formula set up here, so. So 16, I'm at
1: 155. And then I'm going to add Cam Akers in at $10,000, right? Okay. And now I'm at 415. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to add in either. You can take either one of these guys. T Higgins or Odell Beckham Jr. I'm taking T Higgins, but you can take either, right? Yes. Oops. Of course I cleared myself out.
0: 16. That that leaves you that leaves you
1: $8,000. That's what I thought. So I'm 5 500 under the cap. Would you like to guess who that person is?
0: Well, if it's the same person I have listed in one of my lineups, it's Kendall Blanton.
1: No, it is not. It is CG Uzama. At 7500. Okay. At 7500.
0: Uh again, though, I actually made up the exact same lineup with the exception of me using Blanton instead of Uzoma. Cup uh, as the I listed Cup as the captain in that lineup again. This is FanDuel, so the captain position still pays one and a half percent points, or one and a half times the points, but the salaries don't differ. So, right, you you can put whichever one of the guys you think is going to score the most points at that spot.
1: <clears throat> okay, so that that's right off the bat, we have two lineups that were very similar. So, give us one of your next ones.
0: Okay, well. I'm gonna look at another Cooper Cup lineup that I put together here. That's kind of interesting, seeing as how we just talked about Samaj P Ryan a little bit ago. Uh, one lap just came in under six thousand. I've got Cooper Cup at Captain. I stacked them with Stafford, but I want to get both quarterbacks in that lap, and that's kind of hard to do. So I put Stafford, Burrow, and Cup in there. At that point, I'm ready at forty-six thousand five hundred. So I've only got fourteen five to. I'm sorry, thirteen five to work with. So I went ahead and I put Samaje in there for seven thousand and then again assuming uzoma's out that leaves me sixty five hundred which I can use for Drew sample uh, again brings me right up to the sixty thousand cap there Gotcha what would be one of your third laps there
1: so one of my third lineups I'm going to run out burrow at fifteen thousand and I'm going to use I, I don't have him as my captain though um, I'm going to also have Chase in that lineup, and Uzoma is going to be my captain at 7,500, Tyler Boyd, and then I've got Cooper Cup. That should be, I believe, 60,000 on the nose.
0: I think that's 59 in case my math is not working right, but either way you're under 60,000 there.
1: It could be. I've got so many scratches on this pad I can't tell what the (laughs) hell I've got going on. Um,
0: Um, Another uh, differentiation possibility, again, if you want to have both Burrow and Stafford in your lineup – uh, you can use Cup or Chase. Again, Cup is obviously more expensive than Chase, so either one of those two guys can be in there. Uh, put Stafford and Burrow in there. Uh, if you use Chase, it gives you a little more flexibility in terms of your uh, fifth spot. Uh, right now, I'm using Cup, Stafford, Burrow, uh, and Sample uh, at 6500 But again, if you use Chase, that's 4000 more you could use in that spot. So you could even go with a... T. Higgins or an Odell Beckham in that fifth spot. And then I use Van Jefferson as my fourth at only 7,000. I think he's a, a potential. I mean again, he's questionable right now too. So the chance he doesn't play, but if he does play uh, all throughout the season, he was a, a nice target in the red zone for them a, a, on top of Cooper Cup, obviously. Yep. Now earlier on DraftKings, we also talked a little bit about Cam Akers' role and what happens if this becomes a run game for the uh, Rams. So I went ahead and put together a lineup with Cam Akers as my captain at $10,000. Put in both quarterbacks against Stafford and Burrow, because I want to get access to both offenses either way. Able to stack those two. Again, with your choice of Higgins or Beckham, but they're both the same price. So uh, when you put in the lineups together, throw a lineup in there with Higgins, throw a lineup there with Beckham. If you put the other four players around them, they'll both fit on there. And then I capped that lineup off with a $9,000 price tag for Evan McPherson.
1: Gotcha. So the other lineup I put together that I liked, um, and I'm making Stafford the captain on this one, but it's mm-hmm. Stafford, Cup, Chase, Sony, Michelle, and Tyler Boyd. That comes in at fifty nine five.
0: I really like the uh, differentiation with Michelle there. Again, he's one of those players that you, you kind of look for. The, the one player that someone else might not have in a potential winning yeah. lineup. And again, Acres is. Sounds like he's going to play. He's not a hundred percent. He did suffer a, a small injury, I believe, in the last game, but he did come back to play later in the game. It, it sounds like he's going to be the starter. He's probably going to get the most carries. Yes, uh, as we yes. saw, two uh, as we saw in the uh, divisional round game, he actually outtouched Michelle twenty-seven to three. So it wasn't like it was really much of a split. If something happens to Akers with an injury or if he fumbles the ball a couple times again like he did a couple weeks ago. Yes. We could see Sonny Michel step in. And Michel always has some value around the goal line, too, because he's probably more of the better straight-ahead inline runner for those short touches inside the five-yard line, at least. So there's a certain value to put sneaking him into your lineup somewhere. And again, he's 7,500. That's 2,500 less than Akers. That opens up a world of possibilities in, in your fourth and fifth spot.
1: And the key is Akers put the ball on the ground before. So if he is the lead dog like I expect, but he has he doesn't have to put it on the ground. Let's just say he almost puts it on the ground. There's a very good chance he doesn't touch the ball inside the 20. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and those could open up the type of opportunities that you need for Sony to pay off. The other thing is if you don't like Boyd in the lineup, you could also pivot to Blanton.
0: Yeah, again, Boyd is five hundred more expensive than Blanton, so that's certainly a possibility there. Yeah. Yep. So again, we've we've talked about a lot of people that are possibilities for playing this week and who we kind of like, and yeah, I right. hope this gives you guys some ideas on how to put your lineups together. And again, uh, for people who again who haven't done showdown slate type contests before, again, it is kind of hard. It's kind of it's kind of cutthroat. Uh, ultimately, you you may lose to the person that decided to start Brandon Allen and Burrow gets hurt in the first quarter. But um, don't don't sweat it if that's what happens, because, again, you you can't really predict that. And unless you really want to put together 150 different lineups, uh, the payoff on that is so thin that it's not worth really doing, is why I feel.
1: Right. And and listen, the end of the day, it's the last week of the season. You want to have fun. You want to make some money, but you want to have fun. Um, But again, I'm going to point out uh, we did not mention Joe Mixon again. Exactly. I mean, we mentioned, I believe, everybody inc- except for Chris Evans. There you go.
0: <laughs> Honestly. I was going to say, I'm looking at the list here if there's anyone we didn't mention. And, uh, they're, they're doing uh, it too. Yeah, we did. We talked about everyone. Uh, didn't give a lot of love to Matt Gabe. I don't mind him. Still mentioned him. Exactly. Trent Taylor got mentioned in passing. Yep. Stanley Morgan, who uh, probably won't play, got mentioned in passing. Skoronek
1: got mentioned. <laughs> Bengals got mentioned.
0: Piranha. Thaddeus Moss, who isn't even on a roster yet, is mentioned. Got mentioned.
1: mentioned. Right. I exactly. mean, <laughs> Higby, who we don't think is going to play, got mentioned. Uh, yeah, it's just – and look, I was somebody drafting Mixon first, end of the first, beginning of the second round this past year. I like Mixon. I don't mm-hmm. like him in this game, in this matchup. Watch him go for two ten and 3 or something.
0: Uh, if you really need, like, a deep, deep possibility to uh, – if you're – if you're going to use the Bengals' defense on either site, uh, I guess obviously not using on FanDuel, if you use the Bengals' defense <clears throat> on DraftKings, you might want to run it back with uh, Irwin, their kick returner.
1: Yeah. So here's the other thing I'll say about Mixon. Since we didn't talk about him, let's talk about him. If he Don't sweat not having him in your lineup because I don't think many people are going to have him in, this, in their lineups. He's just too much money for what the payoff's been, and he hasn't been big through the playoffs, and people we know are very... You know what have you done for me lately? You might see him in a couple of contrarian type lineups, but overall, I don't think you'll see him on many winning lineups because people are just going to pass on. So even if he goes for one eighty and three, it's not going to hurt you because nobody's going to have him.
0: Exactly. Well, does that do it? That does, unless uh, we want to encourage our fans to tune in when uh, the XFL season starts. Now, uh, obviously, the huddle hasn't picked uh, either of us up yet to do XFL coverage, but. Uh, I will certainly be publishing my picks uh, when the season begins for them.
1: Well, no, I'm definitely not doing XFL DFS, but that's okay. <laughs> However, that's okay. That's why they can follow you on Twitter at Nuclear Harley and you can help them out with that. And then they can follow me and I'll talk about food or pizza with them because that's what I plan to be doing all off season is making pizza in our pizza oven at Steve Gallo NFL. And, of course, they can still subscribe to the huddle. You can do it early. If you haven't done it yet, it won't hurt you because it's a calendar year membership. And you know what? You also have lots of time between the Super Bowl, or now in the Super Bowl, and then draft season to get Blitz responsible. Cheers.